They say a picture is worth a thousand words. Then how are we tied down to just one? I'm not a label, and neither are you. Welcome to a space of creative freedom, where you and I get to be exactly who we are. Join me as we uncover the layers and discover ourselves on a deeper level. Thank you so much for showing up. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome to Not a Label, the podcast. I'm your host, Avi Adjwani, and I'm truly excited and grateful that you're here today tuning in and listening to this conversation and for what you're about to listen to. This conversation was recorded a couple of weeks ago on my trip to Dubai, and I wanted to share this with all of you because it's been recorded with an inspiring and influential person in my life. This person, Dan Bolton, has helped me see the difference between influence, being an influencer, putting just pretty pictures online and wanting to, you know, just be validated, seek for those likes and comments, and having real influence, creating a life of impact, creating a life where you're truly helping, you're truly shaping other people's views by first shaping your own into that positive direction where you truly have influence over your own self and consecutively over the world. I truly believe that this person stepped into my life at a very key point where I was juggling between leaving Dubai and not leaving Dubai to further dive deeper and explore myself, find myself, and create a life of impact and influence. Having reached to a point now where I am back in Dubai, I am grateful that Dan Bolton said yes to recording this conversation and sharing his view on what real influence means and what it means to authentically be different. I feel like people chase like the followers, the likes, the the kind of prestige of being popular, but it's like, well, what do you actually influence? Like, what do you do? What real impact are you having yeah. over someone's life? 100%. Besides like wanting them to spend or wanting them to go to the next yeah. cutest cafe or... Of course. <laughs> I think, especially now, I think with what everything that's happened over the last year or so, it's like people want some sort of substance. Yeah. Like, so if you're going to influence, I don't know, if like you're a, a food blogger and you're talking about food, well, what's the impact of that food? Like, you know, food security, you know, sustainability. Um, you know the whole vegan thing I don't necessarily agree with veganism because I love meat but you know like that for me is influence so like you know people which go through like that whole like dietary thing you know they used to have an unhealthy lifestyle and then they turn it around and then they become like a fitness guru like that's influence how interesting you know you're sharing stories and you're sharing like personal kind of like yeah like stuff which has happened to you you know you're not just you're not just aiming for like 15,000 20,000 150,000 followers yeah, because that will naturally come, or it should naturally come, if you are a person of influence. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Anyway, I just feel like I've continued the lecture. No, but I guess like the number, it really doesn't matter if you're impacting even one person of positively. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's hey. interesting. I'm, I'm really glad you said that, Joe. It stuck with me. Really? It stuck with me, and it contributed to me wanting to leave Dubai. Yeah. To find a voice that had some an authentic voice. To find an authentic voice. Because Dubai, like we love Dubai, is a great place. It's also at the same time not so great in many ways, and it's just full of people which come here chasing dreams, which is good. Like people should chase dreams, but then at the same time, it's like, well, where is that substance? Like you know, it's it's it has that perception sometimes where it could be a veneer. It's quite superficial, and it's good that you went to go and find yeah. the the meaning, the authenticity, <laughs> and stuff. Do you feel like you found more substance here? Like, oh, do you know, like sometimes I do, but then also as well, like sometimes I feel like I get caught up in the vortex of 
like living that lifestyle. But actually, I think over the last year, where it has had to be authentic, like it's literally been about how do you keep the business alive? How do you keep doing the things that you enjoy? How do you try and keep people happy? How do you try and keep people paid? Like that's real life. Like it wasn't, it was no longer about like going to the parties or being seen at the Hot 100 or getting your name in a magazine. Of course, you know, like that's really nice to, to have, but actually like during a moment of crisis or challenge what we've all gone through, it's like people then, the fluffy stuff disappears and people want the facts, the reality. And so that's been a big, big interesting thing over the last year. So, so have I found it? I don't know, I'm not sure. I, I, I really don't know. I feel right now that I'm in a place where I don't necessarily want to be, but we're heading in a direction where I want to go eventually. Like, you know, it's hard for us, like we work in the events industry, so not being able to do events properly and not being able to meet people and socialize and have gatherings and shake hands and lick people if we want to, <laughs> like it's a challenge, <laughs> like it really is a challenge. Um, but it will be one that will eventually end, yeah. And like, I think a lot of people right now are just doing things because they have to, because we're trying to survive, we're trying to move forward. Um, so yeah. Have you had to do, have you had to change your business model or your, vision for Dan Bolton creative management because of what's happened? Kind of no, to be honest, like, which is really weird considering like our entire business model relies around bringing people together and entertainment. I think one of the big things which happened was like at the very beginning of this, you have that kind of like, am I able to swear in this? You have one of those like, oh shit moments and it literally is like, what just happened? Because I remember when it first kicked off, I was at Expo working on a project, we had contracts. And like one of my team members called me up and she was like, you need to come back to the office right now. And I was like, why? And it was like, we knew there was a problem. We knew there was stuff happening. But then I got back to the office, I could see like everyone was like shaking up. And I was like, what the hell's happening? Like, I don't, I don't get it. And they said like, um, all, of our, all of our jobs are canceled. Like every single booking for the foreseeable future had just canceled in one single day. So obviously then people start thinking about, well, how do you pay the bills? How, is my job safe? If my job's not safe, then how do I pay my bills? What do I do? And um, literally at that moment, like everybody came kind of asking for answers and it's like, you actually don't have any, <laughs> you have nothing to say. And I remember the one, the two things which I said was like, I'll do everything possible to keep people's jobs. And at the end of this, we will come out bigger, better and stronger than we've ever done. Obviously by you walking in the office and you've seen the, the changes that we've gone through over the last few years, like we've kind of hit those things. Like we definitely did everything possible to, to keep people's jobs in, in place and all the rest of it. But then going back to your original question, like, did we have to change? I think at that, that moment I made a conscious decision by, yes, we will evolve. Yes, things will go in a slightly different path to potentially what we were thinking that path would be. But fundamentally, would we change our business? No, because like we're all about entertainment. We're all about people. We're all about life. We're about shows. We're about the costume. We're about the food. We're about the social. We're about the drink. Like, and everyone kept telling me, it's like, oh, the future's virtual, the future's digital. And I was like, yes, to a degree, that's true, of course, because people want to see stuff online now. I think, I don't think the, I don't think the world is more virtual. I think the world is more digital in terms of the storytelling and the content, you know, with, with like the, the stuff which Roa does or, you know, other team members do when they're like creating our social media and the recording things. And, you know, these podcasts, for example, podcasts have boomed now over mm -hmm. this, this, this kind of period over the last year. So I think it made us add on or think about things differently, but fundamentally our business never changed. Like it was always about the costume, the performer, the people, and it still is to this day. We're really fortunate, or maybe stupid, I'm not too sure, but literally over the last year when everyone was saying like, you can't do live events, we've been the people which have said like, yes, you can do live events. 
Like we've always said that from day one. Um, and we've always done that. Like even during the times when like, you know, things should be quiet, like we've been relatively, I wouldn't say busy, but we've been proactive and there's been stuff happening. You know, we, we've had musicians performing when it's not been possible to. Um, so we're very fortunate in that way. So yeah, so we've, we've never really changed because it wouldn't, it would no longer be authentic. You know, if we would try to change and all of a sudden we were like, we're a digital agency and like we're now just doing everything online. That's kind of not what we are. Plus as well for me, it's personally boring. I, I don't really want to sit watching a gig or, you know, performers or something online when I'm sat at home in my pyjamas or like in my boxers. Like, I want to be out, I want to see it, I want to feel it, I want to smell it, I want to touch it. Like, so yeah. So we always maintain that we'd be true. But did we evolve? Yes, of course we had to evolve. And, you know, we started thinking of things differently. How interesting the way that you were like, you had to feel it. I have to feel it. Okay, so like, I'm sure you, well, you know this anyway, because you know, you know who we are and what we're like. Like, this is not it's not a job, like this is a lifestyle. And this has been the biggest challenge for, for me personally, I'm sure it is for like many people in this type of industry. It's like, you know, our lifestyle revolves around travel, it revolves around meeting people, it revolves around being social, that human interaction and engagement, and then all of a sudden, that whole world was told to just stop and that you couldn't do that. You couldn't do any of the things that we actually enjoyed. And for me personally, like what I live for, like I, I do this because of my lifestyle. Like I live and breathe it. I wake up in the morning and this is what I do from the day I like literally go to the moment I go to bed. And it'll probably be what I do until the day I die. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's just, it's, it's a lifestyle, it's not a job. Like it is who we are and what we do and we live and breathe it. And if you don't live and breathe it, then, you know, it's gonna be difficult. I love that you say who we are and what we do, but it did start at Dan Bolton. So I want to know where did it start for you? <laughs> where did it start for which bit? Because this is like a 20 year story. Like you don't want the, the, the beginning bits or do you? I'd love to know like what key moments of that journey defined okay. you to get to where you are today. So key moments, I think like when I was like 17, 16, 17, um, how it all started really, it was in a, in a nightclub in Cyprus, <laughs> literally. Like one of my friends, she was, a, she was a dancer at the time and you know, we used to work together in a hotel and we were really close and then we went on a holiday together in Cyprus. She won a competition and dancing and she said, oh, come with me to Cyprus. So we went and then I was like, oh my God, like you're really confident. Like, you know, she was like dancing and she was interacting and she was engaging, she was entertaining. And like, you know, she, she was a professional dancer. I was like, I like, oh my God, like I wanna, I'm interested in that world. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. She's like, come to these dance classes. So literally I used to go to dance classes and then within like the, the first few weeks, the owner of the agency um, was like, I wanna send you to circus school because I've got this project and I need performers. I want you to go and learn how to do these skills in order to do what it is that we do. Um, so I literally went to circus school and then that was the beginning of it. And then of course like your parents freak out and they're all like, you can't be a circus performer, like you need a real job. Like I wanted you to be a doctor, a pilot or something. It's like, oh my God, like you're a fire breather. Um, so I used to work in the agency in the office and I was literally like the go-to person to like pick up the boxes, pick up the costumes, like literally started at the bottom and learned everything and then eventually, like 20 something years later, I started my own business. I think if you want to fast forward kind of like 15 years of that, I came to Dubai in 2007, 2008. Um, was working with an agency, stopped performing, because you kind of get too old at some point and you have to focus on the day job. Um, was working with an agency, worked with them for eight years. They were math, they were quite big in Dubai at the time. Um, was kind of here through that formation period of Dubai between 2007 up until where we are today, really. Mm. Um, and then 2015, started up my own company and literally it started up with me as one person. Within three weeks, we'd hired our first person. 
you know, we were working in an office, clients wanted to come with me, so I took clients, we started working together. And then 2017, got the office that we're in now in JLT. Um, fast forward three years in a global pandemic, and I think we're at like 13 people now that's on the team. So yes, yeah, so it is we, it's no longer about me. Um, you know, although my name is on the door, um, that may change one day, but essentially, you know, it's a team of people now, it really is. You know, it's not just me, it's, um, it's many people. Half the time I actually don't know what's happening which is very frustrating for me, uh, but also frustrating for the team because like, obviously they want to be free to be able to do the stuff like they do and then they don't need me, the, the relatively old person now, asking them what they're doing. <laughs> so what is, what is one of the, the most exciting things to sort of flip the coin a little bit from a challenging year that we've all been in? What's some of the most exciting projects that you may have been working on in the past in the past so? oh my God, well in the past year or so I mean like there's been so many but I think like it's really difficult right now and I'm saying from a personal perspective like I think we're all a bit exhausted you know this has been like mentally challenging it's been really difficult for so many people and as a business owner you know that constant day to day of like how do I pay the bills how do I turn the electricity on every day you know just juggling a kind of like the, the constant barrage of shit that we're, we're all going through um, but that's obviously like the negative side to it. I think unfortunately that's kind of clouded the judgment slightly in terms of like the achievements we've had over the last year, but there have been massive achievements. Like we've been working on some incredible projects. Like we did this whole activation for American Rag um, at the end of last year, which was this whole like augmented reality thing. We built a stand and there was like a whole journey. Oh. You know, it was, it was challenging, you know, but it was actually rewarding. I think my biggest problem is that I never celebrate the wins. I never acknowledge what we've done in the moment. I'm always trying to think about what's coming next. And at some point that's gonna to have to stop because by the time you get to that what's something next, like your life is finished. Like you, you, you'll, you'll never quite achieve what it is that you're constantly chasing. Um, so we, we, we did that, we did amazing stuff with DTCM where we had loads of performance for the shopping festival. You know, the team have been working massively with Expo in terms of all of the musicians and stuff like that. And I think that's, that for us is like an incredibly proud moment. I think we had like over 55 individual musicians or groups that were performing at Expo over like a three month period for the, for the premiere events and there was nothing else happening in town. Um, so that in itself brought other challenges because people were desperate for work. So at least we contributed somewhat to be able to be giving people something. Um, although it, it, it wasn't, you know, we always want to do more, but at least like we tried to provide as much possible, you know, possible work for people. And I think Ryan and Emily and the team, you know, did it, and Nicole did a great job in terms of trying to give as much opportunity to the musicians in the UAE, in Dubai in particular, um, give them as much opportunity as possible because there was nothing for them at the time. Um, we did a, an event in November last year where we were working with the government and created like, the Breakout Festival. Um, extremely challenging, we had like no budget, no staff, no time, a global pandemic, but we did it, like we made it happen. You know, would I do it again in the future? I'd like to do it a different way. You know, I think like everything has been a battle for the last year. So I think at some point in the future, probably the end of this year, like I really want that moment where like I'm sat on a beach somewhere, I'm having a holiday and I can be like, oh my God, that was like the most crazy two years of our lives, but we survived and we did good. And then I can start to appreciate what we did. Cause right now I still feel like we're fighting fires. Like it's like, it's still a bit of a battle. This, this, you know, the pandemic and the situation we're in is not finished. Um, it's still got a long way to go. Um, but at some point we'll come out of it and then at least that point I want to be like, yeah, like we made it, we survived. You know, that's an achievement. Like it's freaking hard. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's uh, 
survival is the word for a lot of people <laughs> survival right. is the word <laughs> for a lot of yeah. people right now but I think it's, just, it's also interesting because we took so many things for granted like one of the big things for me which has been quite interesting is like you know back in the day I say back in the day like it was a long time ago it's like a year and a half ago like Dubai was very social or is very social naturally it's a very social city not right now it's not but it will be again um, and we used to get invited, well, you know, because you used to invite us, we used to get invited to so many events, you know, we'd be the opening of this, and we'd be opening of that, and we'd the opening of Toro Toro with you guys, or with you at the time, like, you know, and then half the time I'd get that invite, and I'd be like, yeah, 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 I'm coming, I'm coming, and then at like 8.30 the night of, I'd be like, meh, I'm just going to stay at home and not actually bother, you know, it's like, kind of like, it's rude and disrespectful, but like, there was always choice, there was always things, there was always something, and we had that kind of, I don't know, like, flaky, flaky mentality, but now, like, oh my God, like if somebody was to invite me to a gig tomorrow or to an opening tomorrow, like I'd be there two hours early. Like I'd literally <laughs> be like waiting for the doors to open. So I think one of the things which I've definitely come out of this whole period, this time, um, I don't want to mention the C word, but you know, like the, the last year or so is just um, not taking things for granted. Because I think we massively did. Like I, in, in my wildest dreams, I would never have thought that I would be prohibited from going to see my family in my home country you know, or being able to travel or jump on an aeroplane or actually being able to work, right? You know, we were prohibited from working and from earning a living for a long time. Mm. Like, never in my dreams would I thought that would happen. So I'm never going to take anything for granted again. No. Well, I say that now. <laughs> but in 10 years' time, when this has all been forgotten about, then maybe I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah, yeah we adapt to that, I guess. 100%. Well, we're creatures of habit. We yeah. kind of revert back to what's natural for us. Mm. This is very unnatural. At some point, we're going to go back to being flaky people. I'm quite happy for that day to come back one day. But flaky people that can go dancing, I hope. Oh my God, flaky people that can go dancing and go and like, I don't know, stand next to somebody yeah. and just hug or lick them or, I don't know, feel a sweaty armpit or something. <laughs> yeah, get into me and like, um, that's really been a challenge, like not just... 100%. Emotionally as well for a lot because of Because it's not natural. Mm. Like there was a moment today where like, I, so it, it's weird, it's these hesitancies... You know, I've been working on a project, we were working on a pitch over the Christmas time, and um, I'd only seen people on Zoom, I'd never physically met people in a room, like these are strangers that live in a digital world to me, and then today was the first time where I met one of them, and we had that moment where it's like, I know you, I don't know you, do I hug you, do I kiss you, do I fist bump you, like what, and it was just so weird, like we've kind of lost, or we've kind of been moulded right now into that that world where we're kind of hesitant and we don't do the things which we naturally feel as humans that we should be doing. Mm. You know, like you always feel like, oh, can I hug you, can I fist bump you? Like, what is it? Like, I just want to like get intimate in a non-sexual way, of course, yeah. well, it depends. With people just be like, you know. Without, without having to ask permission. Without permission, of course. Yeah. Like, like you second guess everything now, like you get into a lift and you look and see who's in the lift and if there's like more than one person, it's like, oh, I'll get the next one. Mm. Like, it's weird. Like the, the lift in our building here in the office, like there used to be like 15 people squashed up against the glass. Mm. Like now it's like there's a queue of people outside because nobody will get in if there's more than two. Like it's, just, it's bizarre for me now. Mm. Do you feel like it's made people a bit more compassionate as well at the same time? Or yourself even? Or, or not? I think twofold. I think it did at one, at, to a point. And I think, you know, people definitely started to think more about others, about people's health, about people's well being. I think as an employer, we always try and be compassionate. I'm not the most compassionate person, like definitely not. Um, but you know, we definitely had the thing where we tried to make sure, especially at the, at the, well, throughout all of it actually, you know, are people well, you know? 
Um, I think what's happened towards the end, and I'll admit this is like, we're, again, like I said before, we're tired. Like this has been exhausting every single day for like, you know, one point something years now. Um, so I think that compassion has started to fray because, you know, we get fed up. You know, we're very irritable, like for myself personally, many people in my office can, you know, vouch for this. It's like, you know, I, I need rest, I need a holiday. Like, so that, that compassion has started to dissipate quite quickly. Um, so I think, yeah, many people are frustrated. But it will, you know, that, that compassion will still, make, still, yeah. still be there deep down somewhere, mm. but it's just in the grand, grand scheme of everything else, it's just, it's a very, it's still a very challenging time. And again, like I think people are just kind of, somebody told me, what was it called? Um, oh, there's a, there's a word for it. It's, it was in my brain, but it's gone now, but we're in this kind of like holding pattern where, you know, we, we're not in the place where we were, but we're not in the place where we should be. And we kind of just sat in the middle, just waiting for something to happen. And um, languishing, that's the word. Language. Languishing, we're, we're all languishing right now. And it's really hard because you don't know what decisions to make. And that's been, that's been a big challenge as an employer, but as a person, like, nobody knows what to do. So you can't plan anything, you can't think of like, you know, normally you'd be planning, oh, I'm gonna go traveling for the summer. Mm-hmm. But now you're like, well, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm not gonna plan anything because I don't know what's gonna happen. So we're languishing, nobody's yeah. kind of doing anything. We're just stuck in a weird world. What keeps you going? Like what? In- Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee, definitely. Um, in life, in general, in work or? In general, like what inspires you, what sparks you? Like I'm definitely competitive. Like I think that's a challenge. It's a challenge and a good thing. But what inspires me for sure is always being that first person to do something, or you know the or creating things where it's a defining moment of history. Like I get bored quite personally. I get bored quite easily. Like once I've played with something, once I've done something, like I always want to move on to the next thing. Um, but you know we're really fortunate with some of the projects that we've worked on. It's always had a first. You know, it's always been trying to push a boundary or try to do something like we break out. You know, it's like one of the first events where the public came back during the pandemic. Um, you know, we're working on a project now where it'll be, you know, the first sporting event, really, you know, football event where audiences will be back again. Mm. You know, we've been the first people on the expo site. So there's always been that kind of leadership, I guess, um, which has naturally been something which I've wanted to do or fallen into, but also collectively as a team, like that's what they do right now. You know, they're becoming the, the people that do the first. Um, and everything we do, well, everything we should be doing, we try to do, and it's something which we, we instill in ourselves and the people is like, it has to have meaning. There has to be a reason why we do this. It can't purely be financial, you know, and as much as like, you know, we need money to live and stuff like that, I think everything we do, and again, because it's a lifestyle, it's not, necessarily a job it's a career is who we are or who i am who we are as people um there has to be some meaning behind it that's been challenging though again like over this last year because i remember there was a time so my sister's a nurse in the uk she heads up like a, an a e department in manchester or north manchester and i remember that moment when like the, the whole pandemic thing hit and i was told stay at home don't do anything chill out watch netflix get fat on delivery like you know stay stay home stay <laughs> safe and she was out at work every day and she's doing something. And then at one point there was like, what do I contribute? Like, because right now, like, I'm not contributing anything to, to society, to life, to me, to anybody. Um, and I remember my mum turned around to me and she was like, your time will come. She was like, it's your sister's time right now because she's out there doing all the medical stuff and it's very, you know, very dramatic and she's helping saving lives and stuff. And she went, but at some point people are miserable. 
people are going to hate life people are going to really hate the environment that they're in and at some point people need that enjoyment back again they need the the entertainment they need the performance they need the travel they need something and you can see that because now that things are reopening in certain places around the world like you know our time will come and people are going to go a little bit crazy because they've been restricted from having these things which people enjoy so much and that's when when we will become important again because we'll be creating the shows, we'll be creating the events, we'll be creating the experiences. And people are gonna want different experiences because what we had before is no longer relevant to what people want now. You know, people are gonna be, be making maybe, well I think so anyway, you know, much more informed decisions. You know, they're gonna be like, well, do I really want to go to that? What's, what is it, why is it so special? You know, can I afford it? You know, many people are broke right now because we've not been working. Um, and also as well, many people still have the fear of the virus so many people are going to be thinking, well, is that something which I would feel safe going to? Um, so I think we as event professionals, we as creatives, we're going to have to think differently. That's going to be something quite interesting for me. Um, to be able to make people feel like they want to go to it, that they're comfortable going to it, and give people enjoyment again. You know, and stop me so miserable, <laughs> myself included. No, I, I personally love events and like... Oh, because you're social. Yeah. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, introvert or extrovert, we all are people's people. Like, yeah. 100%. To, so I, to a certain degree. So I'm going to throw it back on you. So how have you felt during this time? How have I felt? Yeah. Uh, evolve is a, is a strong word. Like, yeah. I've had to emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually yeah. evolve a lot. Yeah, and uh, I feel like a lot of us have just had to step out of denial mode a little bit. Yeah, you know, that just like you were saying, we're languishing, so we're either on the future, hoping for a better future, or yeah. the past, sort of drooling on memories. Yeah, but you're not accepting what's going on right now, and there's yeah. potential with what's going on right now. Hundred percent. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot that you can do if you move. Hundred percent. If you stay in motion. I think one of the big things that when all this kicked off. Again, I hate saying call this, I'm trying to refrain from saying it, but like, I mean, we can't talk about anything else. It's been like the last year and a half of our lives. Um, I think when this all happened, like we were never in denial. Like immediately, like we decided that we were going to try to grab this. And, you know, there's a conscious decision that we will stick to doing what it is that we love to do. Like, I don't believe in digital events. They're the most boring thing on earth. I believe they have a place. I believe people should do them. They should, ex they should extend an experience for sure. Um, as we look at that kind of hybrid, real-life, digital, amplified world, but meh, that's not what we do. Um, and also as well, I, I said to people, like, this is going to be tough. Like, the, the only way I could describe it at the time, and this is so graphic, so I apologise, but I said it's like being in a car crash. And it's like, at the moment when it all kicked off, it's like, that's the moment of impact. Like, that's the moment where, like, you know, the cars are right off, you know, there's people that are injured, like, you don't, nobody knows what's going to happen. It, 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 it's 50-50 you know, something more serious or you can survive. And ever since then, it's kind of like been those stages of recovery. You know, you're on the life support machine, you're on the ventilation, you know, people are trying to help you keep going. Then at some point, like, you know, you wake up from that coma, you know, you start to regain your senses again, you start to walk again, you start to move again. At some point you go home and, you know, it's kind of like, it's the phases of recovery of an accident. And that's kind of how I've been looking at this throughout the entire time is that, you know, we could not control what happened. That is way bigger than anything we could ever manage. You know, that, this is like global level stuff. Um, but what we could do is we could still fight every day and we still wake up every day. We still go to work every day. We can still keep battling through it. You can have those days when it's really frustrating. You're gonna have those days when it's really amazing. You can have everything in between. Um, and it's been like a massive, massive emotional roller coaster. 
but at, at one point like the end goal is like you want to be walking again <laughs> like you want to be able to get back in that car and drive again um, and that's kind of like how I've been looking at it ever since it's a bit weird but it's kind of the only way I can describe it mm. how how would you describe yourself in this new scenario but no ju just in this new scenario so you're the founder of this yeah events company yeah that does production as well yeah. but what other hats do you wear that don't just tie you down to founder um i kind of like everything like i'm involved in everything and I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but you know like whether it's like creative production the accounts like accounts is not my world at all um you know sometimes i have to be that emotionally compassionate person you know and listen to people and you know it's not natu a natural place for me sometimes um, you know, you kind of have to be. Oh, you have to. You have to have multiple personalities. You have to really think differently. Um, and for me, that's a challenge sometimes. It really is because, like, I'm kind of setting my ways. Like, I'm quite a strong character. Um, and then at some point, like, you do have to be like, oh, actually, no. Like, you have to think differently and think about other people because people have so many different personalities. Um, so that's been obviously a big challenge. Um, but then also, people deal with things differently. You know, whether it's good or bad. Um, so really just trying to adapt I think mm. you know I think definitely over the last five years that I've had a business really yeah five years that I've had a business um, life has changed considerably like massively you know whether it's been relationships or my family in the UK my parents getting older employing more people um, life's constantly evolving I feel like as a, as a human for me as a person always trying to evolve with it but stay I mean, stay who I am, of course, um, but then also also realise that as you get older, like, there's certain things that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope that answered the question. I think you did. Um, no, I love that. You know, but it's, just, it is, it's, it's a journey. That's the only way to describe it. It's, mm. it's a journey. Every day, every day is a school day. You know, every day I learn something new, whether that's good or bad. Um, you know, sometimes I, you know, I go home at night and be like, oh, you know, I really shouldn't have pissed off that person today. But I did. Like, I can't change it, but I shouldn't have done it. Um, yeah. No, but the great part is that you're conscious of it. I'm definitely conscious of it. Yeah. Like, I'm conscious of everything, yeah. you know. Um, probably more so now than ever. Um, because also my, my actions impact other people. Mm. You know, my decisions on a daily basis impact other people. You know, again, over the last, like, year or so, we've had to make some difficult decisions sometimes. You know, and, the, you know, financial decisions and, you know, having those conversations with people and, like, they're worried about their future. You know, how do they pay the school fees? Um, but then also as well, like, you know... I've not seen my family properly for a year and a half, you know, so there's stuff like that really. Or, you know, somebody told me at the beginning of like the whole situation, you know, they were like, just close everything down, just shut the whole thing. Like, and that would have actually been the easiest thing to do. You know, we could have just shut everything down, sold everything, moved on, and then waited for everything to come back. But, you know, I made a conscious decision at the time. It's like, just keep fighting. Like, I'm kind of scrappy, I'm from Manchester. Like we fight probably a bit too much. Um, so yeah, so that's it really. I love that. I want you to get to the end of the year and be at that beach. Man, I hope so. Like I'll either be in a beach or a coma, I think. Just like passed out somewhere. But like I, th I, I can see it, like, in my world, I can see where it is. Like there'll be a moment and I'm hoping it's on, a, on an incredible site for an event that'll be happening at the end of the year. And there'll be that moment on New Year's Eve where I can actually breathe and be like, okay, 2022 is going to be a much better year. Um, I was hoping that it would be the New Year's Eve just gone, but I think we all kind of knew that this thing was, this situation the world we're in right now was still carrying on. Yeah. But I do believe that by the end of this year, there'll be that, that moment where 
you know, hopefully together as a team, we can come together. You know, that's been a challenge for me. It's like we're, we're like 13, 14 people. Like we're not actually allowed to gather. <laughs> you know, if we go to a restaurant, there's two tables of seven people separated. So as a team, we've not actually come together at all. Um, we've got many new people, but hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be able to do something. We're like, yes, we're together. We survived. We made it through. Like, because it's been tough. Yeah. And let's hope you, you can actually celebrate it. 100%. Yeah. I think the problem is I probably won't. That's the <laughs> thing, because I never celebrate anything. Like, at some point, I'll be like, okay, well, what's next? <laughs> like, because already, like, we think about the next things for next year. But no, I think by the end of the year, I think this is definitely something, like, we have to celebrate what we've just gone through. And I think, you know, I think we have to celebrate it, because I think for everybody, it's, you know, the, the last few years in particular have been a life-changing experience. Um, and we should celebrate that because we're going to be different people yeah. by the time that we're finished with this. You know, for the, for the good and the worst, I think we've all learned something for sure. Yeah. I completely agree with that. You, something that I picked up on now that you were saying was what's next? Yeah. And I'm really curious to ask you, what is yet to be seen by you, by the team? What, do, actually, you, what do you still want to tap into? So for me, like, I actually feel like we've only just begun. Like, which wow. is weird because we've been going for five years, but really we haven't. Like, I think we've gone through cycles, like, we've gone through that kind of, like, element where we were working in the kitchen table, and then we've gone through that element where we had an office and a team, and it's very small, you know, we started to become a bit more corporate, a bit more professional, but now, like I said, we've got, like, 13, 14 people who are all very different, and, you know, it's, it's a relatively new team. I think, you know, we've only got one person, Ryan, and, you know, Dinesh, really, two people, which have been with us for any length of time. Everybody else in the office is like within the last six months. So we're in a pandemic, you know, we're still in a situation where we really can't do what it is that we're good at. We're still restricted. So I really do believe that once kind of the world gets back to normal and it will get back to normal 100%, um, I think we're gonna do some incredible things. And by then the, the frustrations of a new forming team and trying to figure out who does what will have ended and we'll be able to do good, good stuff. And you know, like this region in particular, you can see like, it will come back strong. Dubai has to. Dubai is one of the biggest success stories in the world. You know, we're very fortunate to live here. It's very frustrating at times, but it is a successful place. And I think we'll be definitely part of that, that success, but it's gonna be different. You know, everything's changing, you know, and we're changing with it and we're growing and stuff like that. So which is why I do believe that we've, we've not even started. Like, which is interesting because like, we've been going for five years. And I'm pretty exhausted. <laughs> uh, but for me, the big interesting thing for, for, the, for the next one, it's such a cliche, it really is. But I'm going to say it like a friend, is, like a friend of mine always calls us the kids. He, like, he's much older than us. He's a producer in the events world. And he's like, called oh, the kids are the kids. And he used to call me the kid. But well, actually now there's more kids. Like there's kids underneath me. There's people which are like half my age now, which are, which are joining the company. Um, so I think it'll, it'll be interesting now for me to step away, to do a, a more different role, which will be hopefully you know, to, to look at how we can grow and expand and other people now will be taking up the, the mantle of, you know, whether it's doing our social media, doing our marketing, mm. producing our events, being creative, there'll be other people, other ideas, other contributions. So that for me is very exciting, um, but it's also very scary because there's obviously a level of responsibility with that. But also as well, like at some point I've got to let go. And trust. And, and trust, and and trust. trust, yes. Which is a very difficult thing. <laughs> which I mean, I trust everybody, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but eventually at some point, like, I just have to let go. Is, so we're going through some experiments right now, which will be interesting to see what happens. It is your baby at the end of the day. Yeah, I, yeah, well, it now it's everyone's. Yeah, you know, for sure. You share it. Yeah. And I think also as well, for, for me, from my perspective, 
you know, God, I'm going to sound really old now, but I'm not old, like I'm 40 almost. Um, but as you do get older, you're kind of, you're, you're, um, your priorities change. Like, you know, there was the days where for me, like work was the number one thing. You know, it was literally like I could wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, I'd go to bed at 3 a.m., I'd be working on proposals, I'd be meeting people, I'd be socializing, I'd be drinking, I'd be doing tequila shots. <laughs> now, like I'm getting to that point in life where like, I want my quiet space, I want my apartment, wow. you know, I'm thinking I want a relationship, like I want to see my family more, I want to step away from the kind of day-to-day working, um, which is where growing the team and expanding that and having those people then contribute and, you know, and evolve the business further. You know, the business that we're in right now is very different from what we started five years ago and what we have in five years' time from now will be completely different from where we are today. Um, and it will be other people doing that, not me. So that's exciting. What do you want to say, just to like sort of wrap up? Yeah. What do you want to say to future generations, whether that is joining an events company or studying events yeah. in production, wanting to start something of their own, feeling that fear right now with everything that's going on, you know? What would you want to say to them? For me, like, I would like, I'd take that fear. Like, fear is not a bad thing. Like, I think every day, like, I wake up with the fear. Like, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, what's today going to bring? Uh, again, especially now, the, the, the mm-hmm. world we live in today. But I think that's in general, I don't think that's going to go away. You know, everyone's fearful of something, of whether they're a failure, whether there'll be a job for them tomorrow, you know, whether a client will pay them, whatever. Um, just take that fear, use it, because it gives you, it definitely gives you an instinct, especially as you start to learn more about the industry and you start to gain experience, the fear will help you um, navigate certain situations but it will also help you inform and make decisions um, which has been something which has taught me quite a lot over the last few years your your fear kind of gives your gut instinct so you know what to do what not to do but the only thing I will say is never be prohibited by the fear because sometimes fear can stop you from doing things um, always do it like what's the worst that can happen mm. what you lose someone here I don't know yeah just always always do it I do think especially now at the events industry our industry, creative industry, you know, it's quite challenging. You know, there's so many obstacles of being creative right now, whether it's financial or the restrictions we're in. Um, but I do believe that out of these times, you know, out of turbulent times, out of these moments of history that really define kind of, yeah, centuries, you know, you always have something amazing that comes out of it. You know, you look at the roving 20s that came out of like the First World War or the first, you know, the last pandemic, mm. the 1918 one, I was like a history teacher. You know, then you had the roving 20s, you know, the flapper girls, the, the time of prohibition. And, you know, these were kind of like nostalgic moments. Um, so I do believe just people have to keep persevering. Good stuff comes out of bad things, bad situations. And we're just slightly different people for it. Um, but uh, I think going back to your point as well about, you know, the, the next generation of event people, you know, the events industry is tough. Many people think it's very glamorous and that it's very easy to work in and that I can throw an event. Actually, to be honest, like I actually think it's getting harder. You know, there's many more people doing it. There's less budgets now, you know. People have an opinion on everything, you know, all the way down to like the cleaner of a venue will have an opinion on what happens on an event um, or, you know, have an opinion on creative. So that can often be challenging. You know, everyone has opinions. Everyone has ways of doing things differently. Um, and it's something which I sometimes struggle with because I always think that I'm right, but actually I'm not. <laughs> um, so yeah, you gotta take the rough with the smooth. Don't be scared of rejection. Don't be fearful. Use that fear. Make it, make it positive. Make it help you drive, do something more. Something I'm keeping from this conversation, which thank you is 
Amazing. It was amazing to talk. It was amazing. I feel like I've just been through therapy. <laughs> and there's so much more that I want to talk about eventually. Please, like, I'd love that. to re-record and, and keep going, but... Yeah, for sure. What I will take from this was, and it's really challenging to do so, is staying yeah. authentic to your voice, your brand's it's voice. It's really hard. And you are, we're going to talk for ages, I can feel this. Um, when you own a business, it's really difficult to stay authentic. Like it really is because at some point, and this is one one massive challenge which I faced, and again, it probably during this time has been you know a kind of like a defining moment of that. Is sometimes you do things not because you want to, but because you have to. Um, so there's been times where we've taken on projects where I was like, I would never in my life want to do that project. It doesn't make me proud. It doesn't make me passionate, but it pays a bill. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to really compromise on who you are as a person and what you believe in in order to ensure that you can turn the lights on the next day. Um, and I think, you know, again, during a time when there's been quite scarce of work, there's been certain projects or certain things that we've done, which I've not necessarily would have wanted to do, or put my team or put myself in positions, you know, um, but we've done it because we've had to, had to survive. And, you know, as a business, you know, I think you, I think you do that more and more. So trying to keep that authentic, element of you like doing what you love doing what you're passionate about doing what makes you happy what makes you you know you enjoy life balance with sometimes doing the things that you don't necessarily like because you have to is quite a, a challenging place to be I love that. I'm, constantly, I'm constantly conflicted like i've got like one person talking in one ear and one person in the other <laughs> but, but yeah. you you've got you've had to do what's uncomfortable i guess 100 like i think every single day there's something i do which I'm forced to do and it doesn't necessarily make me feel comfortable. Like, you know, it, it doesn't make me feel proud or ambitious or whatever. But literally it's because like, it needs to put food on the table. It mm-hmm. needs to pay somebody. It needs mm-hmm. to pay the phone bill. Like, we need to, or it, it might be a thing that we, we do this now because we know we're gonna win another project or whatever. But I, I've learned over the last few years that you're definitely, definitely, you're always forced more into a position of compromise and before I was quite opinionated, I was always like, you know, I'll do it this way, which is great when somebody else pays you, but then when you're responsible for paying everybody else, mm-hmm. it's a very different place to be. Well, yeah. Deep. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, but there, that's real le- leadership. Yeah. Real yeah, responsibility yeah, yeah. as well. It's responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah, it's responsibility. That's a, that's a word. Like, people often say something like, oh, you've got no kids, you know, you're not in a relationship, you're not married. I was like, I've got 13 children. Like that's sometimes how it feels mm. like literally because like you know you've got to make sure that you know they wake up in the morning you know they, 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 that people are in work and that people are looked after that people can look after their families and can do stuff and I'm not the best parent if you want to look at it that way um, but yeah it's responsibility there's like there's 13 people to look after in our office and I don't do it right at all any day mm. but like all you can do is just try yeah. you're, you're here you're, you're doing something you're Doing moving. Something, moving. You're, you're moving. That's I, I definitely, sometimes a bit like that. Yeah, I feel like we're eventually scattering up, but we're getting there. Yeah, you know. So hundred percent. I respect your love for doing that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Or keep, you know, just keep going. I want to encourage you to do that. Yeah. Cheers, thank buddy. you so much for any time. It's been us. really good to catch up again. Welcome back yes. to Dubai. Thank you for tuning in to Not a Label. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please make sure to share it with your loved ones, your friends, your family, and anyone out there that might need to hear this. Thank you for being a part of this community. Make sure to share this on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and in any other platform that can help us make a greater impact together. Take care. Have a blessed day ahead.